What's up, guys? Rachel Lindsay here, and I am teaming up with your favorite Ringer podcasters to deliver the Bravo drama and news that you've been craving on Morally Corrupt. It's the show about all things Bravo, from the housewives to summer house and everything in between. We'll be mentioning it all every week. Check it out on Spotify and TheRinger.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience, so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hello and welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with messy internet news. Um, <laughs> Nick Cannon's kids. Yes, we're doing it again. <laughs> and the ghost of Elvis. Wow. Oh, what range? You're bringing a lot of this, Amelia, actually. Like all three of those things are mostly revolve around you and I cannot wait. Oh, um, so first off, Tea Time is checking in with messy internet news. A lot of stuff was just flying our way <laughs> early this week. First mm-hmm. thing that happened that now has been so many days, I feel really sick of it, but is the big Travis and Courtney wedding in Italy. Mm. Um, this was much anticipated. I did consume a lot of this content. I can't lie. There were things you on Instagram. miss it though. Like it was no. thrown at you. No, Kylie was on TikTok. So was Alabama. Everyone was posting everything. Mm. It was like a very highly visible wedding weekend. Um, it was in Portofino, Italy. I guess they've been there before. They like it. They're special to them as a couple, but it was basically branded and hosted by Dolce and Cabana, which <laughs> I actually had to read a lot about this this week. They are an extremely problematic brand and fashion house. They have an extensive history of like racism, fat shaming, homophobia. They have, it's, it's, actually too long to list in this podcast. I would encourage you guys to look into this effing brand on your own. Anyway, and they also, the least important of all, but they have hated the Kardashians in the past and basically like openly been like these people are trash 
And now well, they same. got <laughs> married. Yeah, but you're not hosting their wedding in that's your fair, villa. That's fair. Right, right. I don't know what happened, but this was basically like a branded Money. sponsored yeah. wedding. And all yeah. of them were wearing Dolce & Gabbana looks all weekend. Anyway, most of the family was there. Pete Davidson was not there, although I was keeping an eye out for mm. him. I don't think Rob was there either or Caitlin, but... Most of the other family, Machine Gun Kelly was there and Megan Fox, who I saw. Um, you guys are, your eyes are glazed over. I agree. This is just, you know, it's happened it was, and then they're was married. Messy fun. Like it was fun to make fun of. Like her yeah. dress was like a oh. lingerie set with a veil. Yeah. It's like, why? Yeah. And I, I, I guess I've complained about this to them, but like the degree to which she has changed her personal style to match his actually really bugs me. <laughs> Yeah. Like I she is just totally changed everything about herself to fit his vibe, which is just like this grunge emo. And like she's never done this before. And like yeah. I just and like Kim did that for Kanye. And I'm just they just mm-hmm. don't learn like just you can wear what you want. You're some of the most powerful women in the world, like whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to change and That's have this point. like ridiculous goth themed wedding because like Travis Barker wants that. Yeah, You know, and like maybe she likes it or whatever, but like she's going to look back and be like, what the fuck? Like I wore this ridiculous outfit to get married in. Also, go ahead. Sorry. Who enjoys wearing like 600 pounds of leather in like the Italian summer? I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. I have more problems not with like her wedding dress or the wedding ceremony itself because it was very like gothic, Catholic, like very religious. But yes, her walking around Portofino in like floor-length black sweatpants. Like, I I can't... (laughs) The paparazzi photos that come out of the two of them matching are really, honestly, are comical at this point. It's very silly. It is comical. And it's just... Uh, I I don't whatever whatever I just yeah. I'm happy for yeah. them but at the same time go yeah. away. The highlight for me personally <laughs> was Kylie calling Kendall the cucumber girl on TikTok because <sighs> okay, at least someone has a sense of humor about that. Yes, that's all I care about. That is wow. that's important. Um, that is anyway. Important. We can move on. Okay, next one. <sighs> you guys, I experienced oh. 18 hours of bliss mm. this week before it all came crashing down <laughs> a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago, uh, Dumois, which, you know, we, we're going to talk about in a moment. But uh, <laughs> I was told, I was texted by several people that they had some rumors that Florence Pugh had split up from Braff and was in Ibiza partying it up with a new guy. And I was like, I just, like, I can't, I can't believe that because I want it too much. You know, mm-hmm. like, I just, I can't let myself want that. However, on Monday, Florence Pugh in Ibiza, Ibiza as Amelia likes to say, (laughs) uh, was pictured with Will Poulter, who you may remember from the Chronicles of Narnia uh, and his eyebrows when he was a young child. Mm. And uh, he's been in a bunch of other movies. He was with her in Midsummer, And he's had a real Hemsworth glow up. He is now the fourth. He looks more like a Hemsworth than the third Hemsworth. (laughs) Like he's got the tan. He's got the pecs. He's got the blonde highlights. He looks great. Um, Uh But they were pictured frolicking in the ocean together and they looked very close and she was partying it up with a lot of friends. She was definitely there with a group, but people were like, it's happening. She's done. She has moved on. He, you know, has had this incredible glow up. He has gotten the girl and our national nightmare is over. And I was skeptical. (laughs) And then everyone was so 
like believed it and was like, this has happened that I was like, okay, like this, this has happened. Like it's over. <laughs> you started it's crying. Over. Tears of happiness. <laughs> like yeah. a single tear as I lay like <laughs> sunk in. Uh, and we had that joy on the internet and in my life for about 18 hours before Florence Pugh, fucking Florence. Uh, she just is tough. She makes it tough. She logged on Instagram and said, man, this is getting a little silly now, which I took as an attack personally. <laughs> Uh, basically she was like, no, we're not dating. We were there with friends. Like they cropped them out of the picture, which actually is true. There was some deceptive cropping, Mm -hmm. uh, in these pictures. And she basically just did like her usual, like stop bullying the people that I'm with. However, she did not say or allude in this very long, kind of annoying statement (laughs) that she actually is still with Zach Braff. She did not name him. She did not Mm. say that she is with someone else. She just said, we're not dating. And like, you know, talked about like kind of in vague terms, like trolling and bullying. So honestly, like keeping hope a little bit alive until the next Florence Pugh cooking video where she's in like his huge industrial, beautiful kitchen, which is when we will know that they're still together. Um, (laughs) I, there's a little sliver of hope in me that actually, even if she's not dating Will Poulter, that she's done with breath. So we will see, we will see, but yeah, that was, (laughs) it was a tough, it was a tough turnaround. It was real high highs and then low lows. Um, yeah, I feel for you. I'm but sorry. yeah, we're fingers still tentatively crossed on that. See, okay. I think I think it's all. I mean, she didn't confirm that she broke, but wouldn't she have said, "I'm still with Zach Brat," or right. like, "I'm still happy in my relationship." And I just she is like very like specifically that. defended him, right? Like she's right. very specifically defended him in the past. Exactly. And it was so vague this time, and like you know, saying things about people is like trolling, and like be careful mm-hmm. about what you write. And it was like, it was notably vague this time as opposed to, yeah, I'm like, I'm happy with who I'm with. Like, I'm right. st- nothing has changed. Like, there are a lot of things that she could have said that she didn't say. So, read in between the <laughs> okay. lines. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay. Uh, on to the next messy internet news. I'll be quick. But this was very messy, so we had to include oh, it. Yes, it was. This is uh, so bad. This was really bad. Liam Payne was trending this week because he was caught maybe cheating on his fiance, ex-fiance, fiance again. So like mm-hmm. they ended their engagement. Then in March, he did an interview and he was like, no, we're still happy. We're still engaged. This is uh, Maya Henry, like his, the girl that he like started dating when she was like 18. Tough. Right. Um, but something that happened this week was he was pictured with this other woman and it was this very close up picture. It was like half of his face, half of her face. His, his arm was around her shoulders and people were tagging Maya Henry in this picture, assuming that uh, it, the way that fans do, you know, circulating like, oh, there's a new picture of Liam out and about. And yeah. they were tagging Maya Henry, assuming that it was her. And she commented on one of the pictures and said, I love all the fans so much, but please stop sending me these pictures of my fiance wrapped around another woman. Oof. This oh. is not me. And it's hard enough knowing this has happened without seeing it enough now. So, oh. but, and I, she did not find out that way, but we found out that way, uh, which is just tough. Uh, it ter- turns out that they seem to have, have um, split ways like a month ago. And he's now with the woman in the picture who was Aliana Maula, which hmm. he, he met in 2018 when she was in one of his music videos. So like, that's, oh, that's a tough, tough timeline. Uh, yeah. So whether or not he was technically unfaithful, nice. they did meet a long time ago. And it was a very quick rebound. And they were just spotted like today or yesterday at Heathrow. So they're apparently that's his new girl. But that is mm. not the way you want things to go down in any respect. 
Never. You never, never wanted to go really down tough. like that, especially really with tough. all the stands tagging you. Yeah. Oh and like that picture just God. going around. People even like, oh, such a cute selfie of Maya and Liam. And then she's like, it's no, it's actually oh not. Gosh. Oh, really, really this bad. This a really bad week for you, Kate. A lot of roller coasters. <laughs> you have you. no idea. I didn't even include, there's like K-pop relationship news that went no. down. It was like a 24-hour period. I haven't even talked about the Harry rumor that we're not going to talk about until it's confirmed. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, it was literally like 24 hours oh of insane <laughs> relationship news. Oh, my God. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. <laughs> How are you still alive? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's impressive. Oh, my okay, gosh. Last Two, Amelia. Okay, last two. First up, you guys. Wow. I, some of us or some of you have been tagging us on social media saying you got to talk about it. And you know what? We're going to talk about it because this is huge news. Dumois has been revealed. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. Dumois, you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you know, she, she's a blind item kind of gal and you submit stuff to her on Instagram or on the little email she does. And people are kind of, I feel like a lot of people are fed up with her because a lot of the times mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. just posts tips. Anyone can send in a tip and she'll be like, great, I'll put it up. And so yeah. it's like unverified. She's really declined. She had a heyday yeah, sure. where like things were actually like kind of good and like yeah, she was breaking some stuff and people were really into her. And right. then people noted like several months ago, I would say like January was when mm-hmm. like it really started to like, it was like, I saw, you know, this person and this Joe person. Joe Biden like, that, in Washington. That, that was legitimately right. like, one of them. Thanks. Good for you. Yeah, right. it's really. You saw Joe have, Biden, the president in Washington, D.C.? Okay, whoa. thank you. Tell TMZ. Yeah, I. Uh, it's so really, ta- people have really been fed up with her in recent recent months. They really have. So this was this so even <laughs> even better that she's been revealed because uh, on May 20th, the writer journalist Brian Feldman and you can follow him. I realized I follow him. I, I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I follow him on Twitter. OK, cool. At B.A. Feldman. Just want to give him all the shout outs because he yes. deserves it. He did the work. Um, he put out a newsletter at his bnet.substack.com, uh, which you can read, in which he pretty much revealed Dumas identity. In his post, he writes uh, that, you know, the information compiled here was from publicly accessible records. And he looked at old posts in which Dumois was tagged, public comments they'd made, a YouTube video that they voluntarily appeared in, and uh, all this evidence that does not constitute to a violation of privacy because, you know, they willingly put this online. Mm hmm. So you can read the whole thing on Substack, as I said, and I won't get into it uh, like too into the details, but this is kind of the gist. So Dumois was a fashion blog back when it started in 2013. And pretty much Brian found through a series of social media and web searches, the names Meggie Kempner and Melissa Lavallo connected to Dumois, mainly um, due to models being like, oh my God, Melissa, love you, girl. And Lovalo, love the interview. Follow my girls on Dumois. So <laughs> mm. I guess oh, this, we should take from this that a lot of models probably knew who Dumois uh, right. was uh, before we all did. So, But they did a great job of keeping her identity secret. So good for them. So he sorted through these uh, old Twitter and Instagram posts and comments. And through an old video, he also matched the voice of Lavallo to the person who runs Dumois. Wow. And it seems like Kempner is no longer part of Dumois, but Lavallo is. And he obviously reached out to both of them and they didn't say anything back, but he had the the um, software where it's like, you know that they've read the email and whatnot. Right. But anyway, 
Yeah, he pretty much solved uh, solved it. And it's this Melissa Lovallo woman. And it should also be noted that the girl who used to run it with her, Maggie, her grandmother is the famed New York socialite Nan Kempner, which I feel like is fitting, you know? Classic Nan. Classic oh, wow. Nan. Yeah. Really, how do you feel? We've been following Dumois kind of on and off. We kind of all know. dropped off once, like I, yeah. you know, we all said, it got... It went downhill. After she was like, this is not journalism. This is like just so anticlimactic to me. I don't know. I I have no thoughts on this. I'm just like, ugh, classic. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. I wanted it to be really juicy. I actually kind of wanted it to be a celebrity, but it definitely (laughs) would never have been. Yeah. Of course, it was just like a bored rich white woman, you know, like, indeed. So yeah, what happens now, Amelia? Do you, would you just like continue running Dumois? Just like, and I think they have been. I haven't looked on their Instagram in a bit, yeah. but like, I think they just continuing to just post, like, continue, not even to acknowledging it, show yeah. their merch. Yeah, it, would do you do the same? I get. I think you would have to just pretend like this never happened, even though yeah. you'd be inundated with yeah. a bunch of people being like, "I know who you are, Melissa, Melissa." <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. Totally. But also, I think, I I would, think yeah. and I think part of the crowd that like Dumois caters to is like, obviously, you have to be interested in celebrities to a degree but mm-hmm. I also think like there are enough people that aren't like on Twitter on Twitter mm-hmm. so that true. they can mm-hmm. still kind of get away with it that's you know? true that's and like true. people they'll just like you know not tweet through it but post through it and mm-hmm. it'll be fine mm-hmm. right like the person who follows this probably does not have a subscription to the cut right they just they're right. like yeah. do, they've already allotted their two free articles and they're not <laughs> they just want to tell someone this. when they see Sean Mendez like at the exactly. group, you know yes. like it's not that is true yeah. actually I think the the majority of people who follow that account are still, I mean, th- that's what they want ultimately. Yeah. And, they don't and really it's not care. like they Maybe were doing like it. incredible journalism. You know, like no. we all went in right. knowing no. that it was like <laughs> right. kind of dumb rumors. So, totally. yeah. you know, it's fine. Yeah. So there you go. So that's Dumois. <sighs> wow. Um, Crazy. Yeah. I would um, say thrilling, then, but not really. <laughs> but, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Yeah, exactly. But you know what is thrilling? Yes. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. I had to do a segue. Um, Someone stole Seth Green, the actor Seth Green, from famous movies such as um, he was in Austin Powers as the son. <laughs> and he was also in this movie called Without a Paddle. Um, he was in Buffy. That was what I know him from. Oh, okay. That He was yeah. in Buffy too. Thank you. Um, anyway, he, I guess he dabbles in NFTs, but someone stole his NFT ape and now he can't make a show about it. What um, the hell? Yes. Uh- Okay, continue, please. Okay. I'll learn more as you go, okay, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, so he was robbed of a few NFTs, including a bored ape, two mutant apes, and a doodle. Um, oh after my God, he was, they're so yeah, stupid. <laughs> involved Sorry. in a fishing scale. This throws a... Monkey wrench. Get it? Get it? Okay, uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I know. Tomato, tomato. Um, <laughs> uh, in, into his plan of using his bored ape as the main character in a show called White Horse Tavern, um, in which BuzzFeed News describes as a tweet comedy that seems to be based on the question, what if your friendly neighborhood bartender was Bored Ape Yacht Club number 8398? Um, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, also, Seth released a trailer for this show that played at a conference called VCon. It's like an NFT conference. And honestly, you can find it on online. And the show, it's like a parody of a show. It's just like, this would be on like a fake SNL sketch or something. It's like, it's, it's bad. It's not cute. But anyway, uh, people are saying that, you know, he can't use the character now because of copyright law because someone else bought it. And the ape is uh, now 
the property of someone else. So yeah, it's not good. And Seth is, he's on Twitter. He's begging at Darkwing84, who allegedly bought his stolen ape for more than $200,000 to uh, discuss getting it back. He's like, meet me. Like, let's discuss this. I want this ape back. Um, oh my God. This is the I'm most embarrassing so thing lost. that's ever happened. I what the know. Anyone? I know. But here's the thing. Because Bored Ape, Seth's Bored Ape, was purchased from a scammer and not in an authentic way, Seth might be able to get it back for his TV show. Oh, so God. there is a silver lining. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what an embarrassing <laughs> series of events. How did we end up here? I don't know, man. How did we end up here? Are you That's as a, a man question. not embarrassed to be tweeting about, <laughs> give me back my fake cartoon Look, ape? If this happened to Reese or Gwyneth, they'd be doing the same thing. They're oh just as in it's the true. NFT space. I mean, yeah. this is so odd. I can't wait to watch like the six part Netflix documentary series about like the celebrities (laughs) who got scammed by these fucking apes. God. Yeah. (laughs) Monkey business coming to Netflix in 2025. (laughs) Honestly. Oh my God. All right. Let's move on to the next category. This is not worth the tea this week in social media and relationship news. Uh, I'm back. This will be quick. This will be quick. quick. This will be quick. Okay. Relationship news. Candace Bushnell, who is the creator of Sex in the City, she's 63 and she's dating a 21-year-old model while being pursued by a 91-year-old. That's range, baby. I'm incredible. (laughs) Incredible. Icon, legend, queen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Page six was like, uh, they heard that the Sex in the City author met her Mr. Big Boy Pants. They called them Mr. Big Boy Pants. Nice. Which is, um, you know, classic page six. At Fashion (laughs) Week, he's really hot. He's dark eyed, tossel haired. Um, Wow. Yeah. They say that he really puts the ooh in juvenile. No, no. You know, when I saw this in the outline, I actually thought we were talking about Candace Bergen, who I love. Oh my God. I I love her. Damn, good for her. I mean, good for this other woman, Candace Bushnell as well, but... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She wow. looks great. She looks great in this. She article. does look great. And Crushing it. And good enough for also a 91 year old who's yeah. like rich. So all, just all go, kinds. Girl. No one can yeah. resist. <laughs> no one can Unbelievable. Resist so very exciting. Um, wow. And then quickly, we've got a Nick Cannon update. We told you we would be back for more. Uh, yeah. He recently told people that he does not care whether or not. <laughs> the mothers of his children get along. They don't have to get along, he says. They only have to get along with me. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. He's so go. good at this. He's <laughs> such a great father. Kate, just- before we started, was like, why do we have to talk about Nick Cannon every <laughs> single week? <laughs> when you. he stops uh, producing yeah, yeah, headlines yeah. on people.com, we I can know. stop talking about I Nick know. Cannon, Kate. Yeah. And until that time, we're trapped. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's okay. We report it's okay. news. Yeah. Uh, it's true. All right. Yeah. Uh, Kate? Uh, I have a fun update, you guys. Oh, this is good. As you know, we love Kelly Clarkson on Tea Time. Love And her. the Kelly Clarkson show. And mm-hmm. on her talk show, she starts every episode with Kelly Oki, which is her covering some random song. So They good. are always great. She's done over 500 now. 500 episodes, oh 500 songs. Like Jimmy Fallon, you could never... I, Ellen DeGeneres used to like dad dance down the aisle in her cardigan and people were like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened and yet somehow Kalioki has not received its due as a cultural Truly. moment however Kelly Clarkson on June 9th is dropping an EP called oh. Kelly Oki 
containing six covers of songs. Now, that is not long enough. I hope that it becomes a series. Like, that's what I call music. But it's like mm. every month you get like an updated Kelly Oki. Yeah, um, that. that's a great Songs yeah. in the AP are Linda Rodstadt's Spin on Blue Bayou, The Weeknd, Call Out My Name, wow. Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever, which has already been released and fucking slaps, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Whitney Houston, Queen of the Night, and Shayed Trampoline. If I mispronounce that, I apologize. I don't know that song or that artist. And Radiohead, Fake Plastic Trees. Not a lot of songs that I'm interested in. However, the thing is, Kelly Clarkson makes every single song better when she sings it. Happier Than sure. Ever was like my number one song last year on my Spotify wrapped. And I would not put it past myself for me to make Kelly Clarkson's cover yeah. of Happier Than Ever, my number one song yes. on my 2022 Spotify wrapped. I'm manifesting it right now. I'm going to turn it into reality. Uh, Wait, and also like, it, I, I think that I would feel threatened if my song was on Kelly Oki because she's <laughs> so good. You know, she could just sing anything. It's okay, true. while Great. we're manifesting and talking things into existence, can I have Miley Cyrus do the same and also oh release my gosh, an album yes. cover? Please, please. Gosh. That would be... She is out here covering amazing. all sorts of songs on whatever tour she's doing. I know, I'm on YouTube. Just clicking, release repeat, Like, click and manually repeat because yeah. I can't find it on a... Yeah, it's so good. You're right, anyway. she has to do it. This should be a trend, you know? Like, we yeah, have enough totally. new songs. Can we just, like, <laughs> yes, go back so true. and just yeah. cover new ones? Exactly. People yeah. are getting in trouble for having similar right. songs nowadays. So just release a album. Do a Lipa, yeah. just yeah, covers. Okay. Yeah. Um, lastly, this is also extremely quick, just to let you guys know, like we're on it and we know about it. Is we <laughs> are seeing that Jacob Lordy and Olivia Jade are dating. Uh, okay. We've seen the page mm. six article. She was just photographed today walking out of his house in the morning in just her socks and a big baggy sweatshirt and this is so embarrassing for him. We, he just we know. every he levels down every new relationship. He started just, with Zendaya, and that was great. And every he flew too close to the sun. He started too high he up. Did. And now he he's did. Just, yeah, he I can't know. top it. It's really tough. Oh, that's funny. Would so, you like? Wouldn't you be embarrassed? Like, no woman. She could be the hottest woman in the world, you know, and like have a great personality and be mm -hmm. amazing. But like. If someone did that something that embarrassing publicly and I was like trying to make it in Hollywood, I just I'd be like, I'm sorry, I have to go date a different petite brunette. Like I can't. Yeah, they've been yeah, they're they've not been worth exactly. it. Kind of seen together for a while, like at Why? least like the last couple of months, but now it does seem like things are, you know, getting more Men serious. Are so but stupid. It's crazy. We know about it. That's all we're gonna say. Yeah. We see it. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when 
to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Okay, let's do cringe mode. <laughs> okay, so this week... Uh, we didn't even put the title in this segment. Okay, oh my God. So, <laughs> the, the, this week, we covered the Netflix movie Senior Year. Um, which just came out on May 14th. It's on Netflix and it's starring Rebel Wilson. And I'm going to stop there and hand it to Kate to give us the plot. Uh, yeah, we couldn't pick a cringe mode this week. You guys, it was like an awkward, like midweek thing. We were like, what do we do? You know, we were like trying to schedule around vacations that are coming up, trying to figure something out. Shrek, which means that we were really desperate. Actually, I think we're going to circle back to, but I want to do all three (laughs) Shrek movies. And we, we, yeah. So, uh, we might do Glee next week. It's a whole thing. We're trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. However, we needed like an, a, just a, a deload week, if you will, before we get into the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And this was not good. So it served its purpose. It's uh, true. This movie stars Rebel Wilson as a cheerleader who is uh, like a victim of attempted murder, as we're going to do. <laughs> but she is doing this cheer routine. She's Australian. She's in high school. She's uh, the popular girl doesn't like her. And so when she's in the middle of this cheer routine in a pep rally, the girl pushes away the guy who was supposed to catch Rebel Wilson. She falls to the ground, enters a coma for how many years? Is there 20, a specific number? 20, 20, yeah, yeah, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For 20 years, wakes up. Uh, so basically like has the mind of a 16-year-old or whatever, but is mm-hmm. in the body uh, suddenly of a 36-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, many years have passed. And she, then she ultimately, it's like, is a little like 21 Jump Street. She goes back to high school, tries to fit in in like this, you know, world that she's unaccustomed to. And yeah, what else? What I don't know. She graduates. There's kind of a thing yeah. with like her former best friend who's now like a teacher. She, um, she's trying to like live out her dream life, which she wanted yeah. her senior year to just be like with the hot, football play or some hot dude and then yeah. we'll live in her right. town in Maryland and live happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So that's okay. the movie. <laughs> that was the movie. Uh, okay. Was. Well, let's do the highlights. Amelia, starting okay, on a I, really positive note, genuinely, yes. We are. And I think I might be the only one on this sh- ship. But you know what? I don't know why, but Rebel Wilson, in my opinion, has a likability factor that I personally cannot deny and I think I have to embrace uh she I don't know I find her funny I find her charming she's sweet uh I love her Australian accent thank god they didn't force her to do an American accent because if you've heard her American accent it is not good it's not good yeah I came here to write the same thing I'm so glad that they wrote it into the movie that she was Australian and like Mm -hmm. the younger girl who plays her also just does an Australian accent, which is yeah, fine she is and Australian good. Australian as well, yeah. Oh, is she? Oh, mm-hmm. I missed that. Oh, there yeah. you go. Just cast another Australian. It was like, they, they always make Nicole Kidman do this fucking terrible American accent. It's like, just make her Australian. True. It's fine. It's a lot it easier. It will work. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. was smart, actually. And I'm happy that you feel 
comfortable. Yeah. And I'm happy that you Thanks. have this opinion, actually. I agree. Well, thank I you. felt like I'm going crazy that we keep putting Rebel Wilson in movies, but there are people that like her and find Indeed. her funny. And it's you and it's many others. And I just, I, it's good to have that perspective. I agree. Thanks. I was like, yeah. I respectfully disagree, but I, I am glad that you exist. <laughs> I agree. wholeheartedly. Yeah. I don't know why we exist. We need we're you. Here. You know, yeah. we might be a yeah. small There are dozens of group. There are yeah. dozens. <laughs> dozens. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I also, I really like Sam Richardson, who who kind of plays her love interest in this. He's like mm-hmm. from Veep and he's in, uh, what's that Tim oh, Robinson yeah. show on uh, Netflix? Oh, he's yeah. He's in that. He plays Seth. Uh, and I think they have like a tender chemistry and a a good little like back and forth. So Look I get you like with the good positive together. vibes today. <laughs> oh my God. It's reverse. Shocking. Kate and I are like, oh, wow. Okay. Are you good. okay? Are you okay? <laughs> I, yeah. She I returned to Minnesota. Head, she left all the negativity in LA. Yes, yeah, she's yeah. back and happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. What else? Highlight for me. I love a good like school assembly performance that everyone thinks is boring. And then suddenly it goes from PG to R rated and like people start taking clothes off and like the parents are traumatized, but it's actually super lit. And like the students are really into it. It's a Mm. weirdly pop. That's a very specific thing, but it's actually like a very popular trope. And this occurred to me because I'd just been to watch sex education when I had COVID, but it happens Mm. in that all the time. They do all these like really sexual songs for like school assembly Mm. pitch perfect. I think it happens to a degree, like at the college, like performances, uh, yeah. And Glee also has does their like toxic. Oh God, uh, yeah, I remember. Thing that. Oh, that's funny. At, yeah. So like this is like a weird trope, but it happens a lot, and it's it kind of is funny every time to me. I have to say, so that happens as well in this movie. They um, do like a cheer dance routine that ultimately like turns on its head and gets like very sexual and mm-hmm. over the top. Mm-hmm. Which I'm always like, yes, thank you. It did need to be revamped. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Also highlight, we say this all the time, but I stand by it. Every movie set at a high school should have a prom scene. I don't care yeah. what it's about, but that's like the highlight of every high school movie. Um, yeah. And this has a prom scene. It has a graduation scene. really like checks a lot of those high school movie boxes, mm-hmm. um, which I appreciate. So and yeah. a lot of dance routines just in general. Yes. I'll, yeah. I'll do that next. The choreography for these cheer scenes. Pretty good. I can't good. lie. Yeah. That was some of the more captivating scenes was watching them do these cheer performances because Rebel Wilson is on the cheer team. Also, this movie, gotta give it credit, has really good music, like really fun music. And I think mm-hmm. they knew that that's such a big, you know, whether or not the plot could stand on its own. They're like, let's just insert yes. a Kelly Clarkson song, a Britney Spears song, a Christina Aguilera song, all from that time period. Because she goes to high school in 1999, I think. Mm-hmm. But Amelia will get into that later about this whole timeline of it all. (laughs) Anyway, a lot of good songs. And one special call out is for a band called Bewitched. Did you guys ever listen to that band or was it just me and my sister? Okay. No, no, definitely. They inserted that. It's their famous song, C'est La Vie. It's at the end of the movie. And I had, that was locked away in a part of my brain I had forgotten about (laughs) for like so long. And I was so happy kind of dancing when I was watching it. Did it make you guys feel old, though? There was, like, all these things that we remember um, were, like, well, now you know? Well, I didn't it, think about it I, like I that. I was, like, oh, we're we're not high school age. Like, we're her age. You know? <laughs> like, we're the olds who are out of touch. Oh, God. No? Stop that, okay, Kate. Sorry. Okay, we're going to go to the low light. Never mind. Okay. I said this. This was dramatic of me. And I think I said this without finishing it. It got... It, it plateaued. It didn't get super bad. I had originally written this was the worst movie I'd ever seen. And it's up there... <laughs> 
But now I realize that was a bit dramatic. It might be the worst cringe mode I've seen. It just no. like lacked. No? We've seen worse cringe modes. The Addison Ray movie was worse than this. Oh, you that think? That was pretty bad. That was yeah, bad. actually, maybe you're right. That was worse. Um, so that was that was me being yeah. dramatic. I'm Honestly, sorry thank you for this because that set my expectations. I saw you write this before I started the movie and I was like, oh my God. And <laughs> I pulled it up and then actually I was like, this is better than expected. Yeah, and good. I think I enjoyed it more because I expected it to be the worst oh, movie that Liz Kelly has ever seen. Well, you're welcome uh, then. And there it wasn't. So you're welcome. It, was, yeah. it wasn't that bad. It was bad, okay. but it wasn't that bad. I, yeah, I felt like ugh, it's weird because I would equate this movie to kind of like, you know, those fun teen comedies like Mean Girls. I thought there were a lot of similarities to Mean Girls or mm-hmm. I thought kind of like um, she's the man, but they have like scenes that you can pull out. And I mean, just and they're good movies, but like, you know, and there's not a single scene from this movie that I'll be like, oh, remember that scene of them in the cafeteria? What Mm -hmm. a great quotable scene. Mm -hmm. There's just really nothing remarkable about this movie, even though I found there were some moments that were funny, but just for the most part, it just didn't land. And it also just couldn't pick a lane. It wanted to critique social media, which I think was kind of similar to the Addison Rae movie. um, As well as like the ideal life versus real life kind of concept, but they, it didn't really tie them together as well as I thought it could have. Um, and then also it it wanted to critique Gen Z sometimes. And it was just like, I don't know what you're trying to do. You need to pick a lane. Yeah. Yeah. The Gen Z stuff, Netflix has just, and so like Kate said, like I am 10 years out of high school. I don't know either, but I'm not, I at least won't pretend and write in like slay in my script a hundred (laughs) times and be like, cause I, cause Okay, so a movie that comes to mind is 21 Jump Street, right? They go back to high school and all the high school kids, the cool kids actually care about the environment and care about mm-hmm. studying and are like, are, you know, more focused on things that like, they're not dumb idiots, like, you know, the teenagers, whatever, of a different time. So they tried to do that, right? Where like the cheer squad, instead of being self-absorbed and cheering for the school mascot is like cheering for quality and like everybody is a I don't know. Anyway, I just, it really misses and it's actually really cringy to watch. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what high school is like, but like, they don't know what high school is like. It's yeah. it just like, I don't know. Yeah. Very painful. It also just like doesn't, we talked about this with the JLo movie too. Like it doesn't age well when like you're doing the Instagram live and like you have What's all these little, yeah. these weird mm-hmm. like integrations. So some of it I think is just spawn con, but like <laughs> you can make it, it's tied to a time without making it Something that is going to look so, I mean, already looks like weirdly dated and and weird and and like of Mm -hmm. the moment. And I don't know. It just like never works. They just always try to make it so like up to date and high tech and it just does not hit right. It feels weird. I agree. And like social media followers are such a big part of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, She goes Instagram live like a thousand times. They're all kind of weird bloggers. Anyway, it just really. Yeah. Big miss. Um, And then this is smaller beans. But so Justin Hartley is in my head because I'm not a This Is Us fan. He's in my head as the man who divorced Chriselle with a text mm. yep. on Selling Sunset. And now, lucky for him, he's in my head as like a pervy asshole dad in this movie. And I was just, if you're gonna take a role after, you know, that big debacle, I don't think I would choose this because <laughs> well, it's too close to home. Yeah. Such a bad, such a bad role. And I'm like, great. Now I think of you worse times too. So yeah. doesn't hardly pick a, di- you know, pick a redemption. Um, not great. Character. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Uh, I just, mm-hmm. I'm not trying not to be negative. I'm sorry to Amelia. 
I just find Rebel Wilson like very obnoxious and uh, very unfunny. But I'm glad that she has fans out there. I just had to include this in the lowlights just to get it off my no, chest. Hey, you can. I would have yeah. enjoyed this more with a different actress. I, think. I just think the humor is like very one note. It's like very the same. What she has been doing since Pitch Perfect, which really works mm-hmm. sometimes. But like. Same mm-hmm. after same. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just think it's, That's I great. Think it's Amelia, funny. Amelia, that I makes me very I'm happy. happy I'm, glad yeah. that, oh, I'm glad that it works for you. Thank you. Um, okay, this is definitely a nitpick, but and not to be totally annoying, but they actually, and you know, it's funny because Liz, you said you like the music pretty much was the best part, which I, I totally agree. But um, they got the music wrong. It's like mm-hmm. you had one job just to get the music <laughs> right and you couldn't even get the music right. I, they have... So during the scene in which she falls and like gets into a coma, um, they have like it's one of those really fun mixes where they have all these songs. It's like they play Nelly's Hot in here and some others. I think Christina Aguilera is like, come on over. Um, Mm -hmm. They also include a moment like this, which is uh, Kelly Clarkson's first single after she won American Idol. (laughs) And as an American Idol stan and historian. I know as a fact that that single was not released until September 2002, but because it was used in the scene of her cheerleading accident, which they allude to being at the end of the school year in 2002, meaning June 2002, I know that this is not correct. And then also she, when she's looking through her yearbook, it also says Stephanie Conway, 2284 to 5-2002. Yep. Which is, I mean, like when she fell into her coma. So we know as a fact that this was in this was in May. So this was actually in May <laughs> when the accident occurred, and the song was not re- released until September of that year. So How could you know they? what you could have done. It's just you know what. It's a Maybe great song. Though. Pay attention a little more. It works. Yeah, I know. It does. It it's does. a great song. <laughs> Sorry, it is a great song. But they couldn't have moved yeah. it to 2003. I just You're right. like whatever. You're right. Whatever. This was on Twitter yeah. as well. People like I saw all the oh, headlines where it? it was like this song like eagle-eyed fans catch a problem in senior year and I was like I'm not gonna click on that but then you came <laughs> here and told me what it was about so I appreciate that uh and I could be lazy and didn't have to do the work oh there you go really quick also last low light like I said SpawnCon just so over the top like it was like I'm gonna use my beats by Dre <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just it's like with the JLo movie and with all these other movies like it's mm-hmm. it's absurd like just stop you don't you're Netflix I mean I guess Netflix does need money as we just found out but it's too much like just pull it back it is too a much. little bit a little yeah. bit yeah mm-hmm. it's obnoxious what has aged the best and the worst so this came out last week so i think we're thinking <laughs> this more of like from the movie which is yeah. you know, set in the early you know 2000s versus now mm-hmm. um i will say the saving grace is the music i will i said it before i'll say yes. it again mm-hmm. this is the best part for sure and they do fun things with yeah. it they like do you know they're dancing in the room but then it cuts to like very high-end music video look so it's like you know mm-hmm. it's cute mm-hmm. so yeah. i'd say that theatrical yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, Worst, I would say, I feel like this premise could have worked 10 years ago, but it just like doesn't land now. It's just, okay, girl falls into a coma and has to go back to high school. Like we've seen the high school thing happen before with like never been kissed. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. that's a good movie. And if you can't even, you know. Yeah, this is so popular. What's that Amy Schumer movie where she hits her head and then she thinks, I feel pretty. Did you guys ever see that movie? I did not. Terrible. But a lot of head trauma and then something (laughs) crazy happens and then you have to figure it out. Yeah. 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 So it's it's like, uh, okay. Uh, Best, I thought it was funny. Did you catch Bree's real name? Brittany Jean Balbo. I was like, oh my God, Brittany Jean spelled just like Brittany Jean Spears. So that was fun. (laughs) Love it. 
Um, Eagle eye out there. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And then also best. Yeah, we talked about it, but the cheerleading dancing. Mm -hmm. I love a cheerleading dancing. It's fun. I just and it's impressive. Anytime anyone does like several flips. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And the interpretive. There's also the interpretive dance scene at the prom as well. Like a lot of unnecessary (laughs) dance scenes, which were always like, yes, like, Mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah. I don't think Tea Time has ever watched a movie and been like, sorry, too many dance scenes, actually, <laughs> for me. That scene, the interpretive dance kind of had the Romeo and Michelle vibes. But it totally did. That was, maybe this is trying to go for like a cult classic in 20 years. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Sure. It just ripped off a lot of things that we already liked. Yes. Yeah. Best for me, and again, this is kind of based on like the 90s to, or the you know early 2000s to now mm-hmm. transition. But I thought it was really funny. They made the dad a blockbuster employee mm-hmm. uh, in the first flashback. And then when mm-hmm. she wakes up now, he's a Best Buy employee. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh I didn't blockbuster. Catch that. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. And there were like a couple of just like little Easter eggs like that that I enjoyed. That's cute. Yeah. Um, and then the worst, the same <laughs> the worst. Uh, we can't discuss Rebel Wilson's career with the full context because Liz Damn. has never let us do cringe mode pitch perfect. And it, it won't. applies to our interests in so many ways. Uh, and I think it would be a great cringe mode series. But Liz has been vetoing it for like two years now. Um, Look, I'm traveling a lot this so. summer. You guys have a lot of episodes to fill. You can do whatever you want in your free time. But never without you. Never without you. Um, so, yeah, that has aged the worst. And we'll continue to age the worst until our, you know, overlord lets us. <laughs> um, okay. MVP. I want to give it to... The actress that plays young Rebel Wilson, her name is Andrew Rice. She is an Australian actress. Haven't seen her in anything before, but Rebel Wilson, like we said, has a very specific form of comedy, form of speaking, delivering lines, facial expressions, everything. And this girl really nailed it, I have to say. This girl was young Rebel Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, to nail something that specific, I think is kind of hard and very unique to Rebel Wilson. Um, but she did a great job. Yeah, she was, I agree. She was the daughter in Mare of Easttown. I don't know if anyone watched that. And she was like kind of an annoying character in that. You can tell like she was good, you know? Wait, Um, she's Siobhan? Yeah, with the side shave. Oh my God, yes. Which like she actually had like the most most annoying storyline in that show. But you could tell that like she was good. Like she's one of those where like, you're like, I'm going to be seeing you in a lot of stuff like Mm. in in future years. So I agree. Mm -hmm. She was my MVP for this as well. Okay. Wow. That's okay. Oh my, I knew she was from somewhere and I'm so glad you put it all together for me. Um, You're welcome. Okay. Uh, I, again, I still think Rebel Wilson is cute and funny. I don't know. I just, I will pretty much go see whatever she's in or oh, wait That's until great. it's available for streaming and I'll go, hey, okay, fine. Why not? So. Amelia, Love have it. you yeah. seen that movie with Liam Hemsworth and Rebel Wilson? Did we you know, cringe mode that? I actually that? have not seen that no. one. You wanted no. to watch it, though. We oh, should do I it. I did, indeed. We can oh, do it. It's it? a oh, okay. terrible movie, but oh, we can watch okay. it. Extra clicks for <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. Okay. Um, okay, anyway. Lightning round. Was that attempted murder, yes or no? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Head bitch in charge, HBIC, basically like, say, come over here right before they do the stunt. Kind of plots this whole thing to be like drop her or mess up this routine, whatever, mm-hmm. so she can get prom queen and live her happily ever after. But to to <laughs> to plot that out and to plot someone being dropped from like 10 feet in the air to fall on like an auditorium floor is mm-hmm. attempted yeah. murder. Also in this day and age, obviously you could probably get away with this before like the iPhone, but you mm. could never get away with this now. Someone would catch that on camera and yeah. you would go to jail. And it was That's not even true. discussed. No apology. No like, hey, no. that was actually my fault that I did that and put you in a coma for 20 years. 
She just yeah. gave her some bread. Yeah. <laughs> That's so rude. Which prom theme are you voting for? So this was the choice of the students in the movie. They could vote for a Bridgerton theme, a Pride theme, or the real world New Orleans theme. <laughs> <laughs> That's like really tea, like tea time. Like there's something about that that like really reflects our range. That's funny. Yeah, honestly, I would have loved to see them do like how would have they how would they have interpreted the real world New Orleans? You know, I know. I kind of think that if it was a different school and I had to vote, I would pick that. But for my own school, selfishly, I'm like if Bridgerton. Mm. You know, got a dress. Sure. Right. You know, like, yeah. The, not to be like unproud, but pride is just like an inherently heterosexual experience. <laughs> so it just like feels wrong that that would be the theme. So I would definitely go Bridgerton. Like you can, right. You can get like the fun dress, yeah. and wear, bring a little fan, like a yeah. mask or something. Ooh. I don't know. Like That's just cool. interpret it wrong. Like the Met Gala, you know, just like <laughs> pretend like you really hit the theme. Plus fun mm-hmm. to decorate for stuff like that. But that was yeah. also blatant spawn con on Netflix's part. So it was for indeed. the record. It was. Yep. Uh, pick another music video besides crazy that you would have liked to see them perform. Oh, also, they also mentioned Tiger King in this movie, too. And I was like, they did. uh, Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Netflix. I know. I maybe like Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Mm. That would have been fun. I would have loved to see her. Yeah. Jam it out to that. Yeah. I don't know. When I was thinking of like iconic 2000s music videos, the first one that came to mind was like Christina Aguilera, Dirty. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, this is like a Netflix teen movie and not HBO. So like that probably would not be. Uh, the music video of choice, but That's that was true. the first one that came to mind. I actually picked an inappropriate one too, only because I love that song when it appears, but Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott. It's <laughs> like 2001, kind of right in that range, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. This I is a that. Netflix kind of family-esque movie. Crazy was fun though. It was a good choice. Yeah, it was. All right. Well, that's that. That's that cringe mode. I hope that's we never that. revisit that. Oh, um, quickly before we wrap, let's do two times unanswerable questions. Okay, here's mine. What food do you know well enough to be branded their chief tasting consultant? And I ask this because Kim Kardashian is Beyond Meat's first chief taste consultant, meaning she loves Beyond Meat so much. She's so familiar with it. This is her new title at the company. Obviously, I think she's like going vegan. That's been kind of a thing for the last couple of years. But you know, she like sh- ate a bunch of chicken and beef on camera <laughs> okay, on you're the right. Kardashian show, <laughs> okay, so which was flexible. only filmed like six months ago. But yeah, okay, you're totally right. <laughs> kind of a, yeah, not a full-time thing <sighs> for her. Anyway, um, you know, she knows this brand so well. She knows Beyond Meat that well, whatever. She's going to work and collaborate. She probably will be better at it because like someone who doesn't eat meat will probably be like, oh, this tastes just like a hamburger. Whereas like Mm -hmm. someone who ate a hamburger yesterday and then eats this Beyond Meat will be like, actually, this doesn't taste like a hamburger, but like, here's how you can make it better. You know, like she has a frame of reference. Yeah. And actually also this week, just Egg. Do you guys know that company? Yes. Now no. Jake Gyllenhaal is paired with them and Serena Williams. So what is a wow. food okay. that you guys love and know that well where you could you could actually <laughs> contribute to like the taste wow. element of it and be like, this tastes good, this tastes bad? Yeah. I thought a lot about this because I get into like food hyperfixations where like I'll eat the exact mm-hmm. same thing for breakfast every day for six months and then like never look at it again, you know, like or I'll eat this exact same lunch for the exact, you know, however yeah. long. But all of those answers were just like incredibly boring. Like I went through like a raisin bran phase. So mm. <laughs> oh, that's I was boring. like, that's I good. can't. My I think my answer just because like I have I have a sweet tooth that like has no limit. Like I could eat like eight donuts in a row. 
So my answer is donuts. Like I could be like Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' Donuts if they were like, taste all of these new donuts right now and tell us which one you like. Like I would be able to do that. No problem. So you so like the glaze, kind of like thinner mm. ones. I like the fat, cakey ones I like with all the frosting of and sprinkles. Okay. I like the oh, glaze so like the best, but I just love donuts. You don't discriminate. Yeah. Right. Which is okay. why I think I could do it, you know? Totally. Okay. Interesting. Nice. Amelia? You know, I love a beverage more than I love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> true. yeah. True, true, true. So anyone who wants to send like Olipop, been drinking a lot of those lately. Mm. Uh, what's the other one that we Remember we when love? we tried to get a sponsorship from Poppy for like 10 minutes straight and just never heard no. anything? We're like, let Honestly, me tell you organically note, why I love yeah. Poppy. I could probably yeah, do LaCroix too. too. Like I could Ooh, probably, you yes. know, if they were like, let's have, yep. a, you know. Like yeah. any help of those. us come up with a new flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Wait, speaking of food hyperfixations, Kate, do you remember when we split an office and for, I think, two years straight, I ate one Lara Bar peanut butter chocolate chip <laughs> bar yeah. for breakfast every single day. And I never yes. got sick of it. And one time I tried to make you change the order and I was like, the cashew cashew cookie ones are really good. <laughs> and you ordered them and you were like, no. And I had to eat them all <laughs> no. myself while you went back to the gross chocolate peanut butter flavor. Mm. Lara Bar, Vic, we're Lara ready Bar, for you. We're, we're available. Calling. Yeah. That's okay. So <laughs> Wait, Liz, what is yours? What could you do? That's mine. The Lara oh, Bar the peanut Lara butter Bar? chocolate chip because wow. I've tasted that at least 7,000 times. And that's the times. height of Lara Bar. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Wow. Yeah. Uh, We're ready. We're okay. available. Wait, have you ever tried the raspberry? It's like a raspberry chocolate one. It's so good. <gasps> oh, no. I actually haven't eaten. I needed a break after that. I had oh, okay. one of a couple years. years. <laughs> <laughs> understand. There are probably but still I, some I, in I our office. If you ever go back to SGS, they're probably still there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Okay. What is going on with the time traveler's wife and mm. should I watch? So I actually, mm. there are several questions in this. Uh, should I, I, so I like this book. Okay. And I'm on record as saying that I really like this book. However, I'm really questioning my taste because everything I've heard about the show and been like, what the hell turns out like is to a degree in the book, which I have forgotten. So my mm. other secondary question is, have I just forgotten that this book is actually terrible? And do I need to reread <laughs> it to make sure? So Jody Walker uh, for The Ringer conveniently posted something on the site today called 21 Questions About HBO Max's The Time Traveler's Wife. It's been all over Twitter, all these like weird elements of the show uh, and things that have been included. It's starring Theo James, who actually Liz and I very much enjoy visually. Uh, and then uh, the redheaded girl from Game of Thrones, whose name I'm forgetting. And it's, you know, it's this love story where like he involuntarily travels through time. And obviously time travel always creates like these plot Problems? holes, basically, or, yeah. where like you can't write your way out of it, really, because a lot of weird things happen. So like some of the weirdest things that have been noted in this show is like when he loses a tooth, like parts of his body can apparently time travel by themselves. So like he mm. like lose, this is a spoiler. So I guess skip this if you want to read the book or watch the show, even though it's already in the show, he like loses his feet at some point, which is like part of the book. But then like huh? the feet just show up and like haunt him. And like, he knows that like his That's feet nice. are going to be amputated at some point in his future because they can travel by themselves, which isn't mm. part of the book. And I was like, why would you feet? add that? Yes. Like his feet get amputated and he ends up Yikes. in a wheelchair at the end of the book. He gets like oh. frostbite or something. Oh, no. But in the show, they just decided to add it where like these feet, these disembodied feet are just showing up in his mm. life and like time uh. traveling by themselves. And I was like, why would you add that to an already very complicated book? 
So that's one weird thing. I'm like, why? Just why? why? Second of all, the big thing this week is that there was a scene in, I believe, episode two, where he travels back in time to hook up with his young self. So the dad walks in, and this actually is in the book, although I didn't remember it. Uh, he walks in on his son and his other son, who have, has time traveled back from the future, hooking up with each other, which has caused a lot of questions. Uh, there was a poll that someone responded to this tweet with. And someone said, quick poll, if you could go back in time, would you hook up with yourself? And I just want to say 65% of people said yes. So why does he do that? Just for, for curiosity? Because there's no one else around. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, why does a teen boy do anything? Really? Okay. okay. Uh, 65% Good of people said I also would do that. <laughs> um, so ask them. And that was actually going to be my original unanswerable question before I knew that Liz would just leave the Zoom. Um, <laughs> anyway, my unanswerable question is, one, did I forget how bad and weird this book actually is? I think the answer maybe is yes. And two, should I watch this show despite all of this or because of all of this? Thoughts? <sighs> First of all, how dare you say Rose Leslie is just that oh, girl yeah, from Game of sorry. Thrones? Um, you might have. I have not read this book. I'll have to pull my sister. I actually like probably read this. I recommended it to you several times. I think like wholeheartedly, and now I'm like, thank God, Liz never read this because I, I apparently it's quite bad. There are also like some problematic elements of like age, like when he traveled back in time and like his future wife's a kid. It's like anyway, I, I, I think it is actually like maybe very bad, and I. You did not have it. good taste when I was younger and read this. Huh. I think I have to watch it, actually. So okay. I'll report back if it gets weirder. <laughs> okay. But literally, like, it's had two episodes. And every episode, people are like, this is the weirdest show I've ever seen. Oh, okay, no. yes. So, but Rose Leslie and Theo James is the two stars. I, I mean, it's a strong case. I thought it might be worse. good. I thought yeah. it might be good. But it's apparently very strange. Please report back. I, would, I think I have to. Yeah. But you liked duty. The, the Rachel McAdams version, the movie? You know, I, it wasn't good, but I didn't mind it. Like, uh-huh. it was, you know, it's just Bannon and Rachel McAdams. And, yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was, like, a little less weird and a little more just, like, boring love story. Like, they kind of yeah. toned it down. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's you know, I'll report back. Yeah. I will. Please do. Please do. Okay, last question, Amelia. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I... <laughs> I just want to say that I'm really pumped to see this Austin Butler Elvis biopic. Um, I, I've seen all the trailers. I've seen Tom Hanks' insane impression of his manager. Um, also, Austin Butler's like voice has changed mm-hmm. after in real know, life get, somehow. In real life, in this role, he now talks like Elvis. I guess I don't know. Um, and. <laughs> I've also seen the the review that was like, this movie is horrible. It's getting not great reviews, even though it got yeah. like a a 10 minute standing ovation at. Um, yeah, it, it screened at Cannes Film Festival. Right. Yes. OK, yes. That's where <laughs> Which it was. Which is where and, all the tweets about it have been coming this week. OK, yes, exactly. But it, I, I somewhere I read that it got like a 10 minute standing ovation they, or something. They do that for and, everything oh, there. Anyway, anyway. Um, so Austin Butler. Uh, <laughs> recently did an interview with GQ and he said that his body started shutting down the day after Elvis rapped. So <laughs> he said he was rushed to the hospital in March 2021 where he spent a week bedridden. Um, he was diagnosed with a virus. I, I guess it wasn't COVID likened to appendicitis after immersing himself in the role so much that his body revolted, um, as Page Six has reported. 
He said, I woke up at four in the morning with excruciating pain. My body just started shutting down the day after I finished Elvis. So I have a question. Did Elvis's ghost try to kill Austin Butler? Does it know that the movie is going to be bad? Is I mean, I feel like Elvis is here for revenge. He's like, how dare you make a movie about my life with Austin Butler? Sure. I will not yeah. have it. I Counterpoint. Wanted- Counterpoint. Okay, sure. Yep. Elvis possessed him for the the mm. filming of the movie. Okay. And then when the spirit of Elvis left He's his like, body, Bye. that was when he returned to himself and then his body was suffering the after effects <laughs> of, of Elvis. Celestial possession. Of Elvis. And so then he had to go recover in the hospital. Okay. Whereas he returned to his former self. And that's why oh, he's wow. talking differently. I feel like we've done, we've had this huh. angle for a while, but we have got to make method acting less cool so these actors stop nearly They're so killing fucking dramatic. They're to play so characters. dramatic. Uh, like the fact I don't the it's fact always that men. he it's always men it's immersed himself so much that his body started shutting down Kate just right. did the biggest eye roll that I've ever seen <laughs> just like just do it a little bit less give 80% yeah. then if that was your 100 right like, yeah. What does it even Peel mean it to totally immerse yourself in Elvis anyway? Have like, you what ever does that tried mean? hard enough at anything? <laughs> no. No. No, clearly Although not. I have to say, all the reviews are like, this movie's terrible, but Austin Butler is good. So, so maybe he. this maybe is part of his... Yeah, maybe it works. Maybe he bought some voodoo stuff and was like, possess me, Elvis. Um, yeah, I, who knows? You know, I don't know. It's I I mean, I, st- I want to see this movie so bad. And then <laughs> I just... But I just don't, uh, it's just, I, I feel like this could also be, maybe, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he lied, but wouldn't it, that be just like, it's a great story to yes, tell people. 100%, you know? yeah. 100%. Like, it's, especially I mean, I'm like not saying he didn't Oscar, go to the hospital, but like, totally. Like, He's like, look how hard I worked. Yeah. It's like, giving like, yeah. Award. It's giving Oscar. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because and, I deserve it. Because I almost died. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, I think this movie has the potential to be like, bad review hit like, like greatest Bohemian like, Rhapsody right yeah, like Bohemian Rhapsody like greatest showman like if a couple mm. songs from this movie are like popular yeah. on like I mean TikTok, has good songs you know Spotify anything because they're also like adding mashups like I think Baz Luhrmann kind of like Moulin Rougeified this where like <laughs> yeah. he's adding like I saw something about like a Britney Spears song like being into like it. sampled what? in one of these Elvis songs which I, I immediately was like I have to see this movie like I mm-hmm. Baz I trust you so much <laughs> um but I think, oh, yeah, I think yeah. this movie is going to be quite bad. And I think it's going to be a great time. And we need to see it. Actually, I know. I'm already forcing my friend Drew, who listens yes. to this podcast. Drew, we're going to see this movie. Yep. When does it come? Is it coming out soon? Uh, end of June. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So soon-ish. Wow. Yep. yep. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we'll keep everyone posted on that, too. I'm sure. Actually, yeah. I wanted to go see it, too. Well, I'll go see it. Okay. We did it. Our, our tea time over Zoom. Miss you, Amelia. Miss all of you guys and your faces. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to our producer, Kaya McMullen. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Weissner. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.